Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Our McCafe catch-up is with uh, Tamal Mills. Of course, uh, played a bit for... Auckland. I was looking. I was going through Mitch when you said we're going to have Tamal on. I was like, oh yeah, I, I recognise that name. Yeah, he played for these guys. Played for England. He's been playing with Munners with the Perth, Perth Scorchers. He, the blokes had more clubs than Tiger Woods. Honestly, uh, Tamal, <laughs> g'day, mate. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good evening, guy. Well, good evening from the UK. Good morning to to you guys. Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, but and yeah, you're right. I've uh, I've I've been around a little bit, but um, yeah, met some met some great people along the way. Now, Mitch has a uh, has a habit, uh, Tamal. Whenever we get uh, when I say, mate, we're gonna can you can you tee us up uh, a cricketer? Let's talk some cricket. It always seems to be a left arm fast bowler. I don't know why that is. <laughs> we stick to our own, definitely. Uh, there's, well, I can't imagine there's, there's not too many of us kicking around, so you might be scraping the barrel. Maybe I'm last, uh, last on the list. Who have you had on so far? Oh, we had Mitchell Johnson, so he yeah. was all right. And you, you are actually, to be fair, I have, I, I have um, overegged the pudding. Uh, you're the second left, left arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had AJ Patel. He's not. He's, his slower ball's probably as good as yours, I reckon, Tamal. Old AJ Patel. <laughs> No, mate, um, you must be buzzing after today. I, I want to talk the football first because Manchester United's been knocked out, uh, Ricardo's side. Uh, Norwich, how good? You there, tomorrow? Oh, we, we lost him. Oh, there we go. Good. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, oh, we, yeah got, we, we got, got you. you. We got you now. Sorry, now. sorry, 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 sorry. I got, I got you. Um, yeah, the last, the, last, the last few games have been all right. We've won a few. Obviously, as you say, got over in the cup yesterday, which was... Which was nice. I was watching at home, but the first couple of months of the season has been pretty dire, to be honest. It's been it's been a tough watch. Uh, I've been trying to keep up. I've been all around the world this winter in the UAE and, as you say, over in Australia, and trying to watch games at silly hours in, in the night. And it's not often been worth it. So um, yeah, it's been it's been nice to watch a few uh, a few wins lately. 
some positive, and I'm sure you're enjoying the the time at home after a long time away for for yourself. Obviously, going straight from the World Cup to the Big Bash, being part of that winning uh, BBL side, um, and then obviously straight to the West Indies for the T20 series over there, uh, mate. What a, what a rise back into the international scene as well that you've had that that first part of the World Cup. You're instrumental in England getting off to such a great start. Um, that must have been heartbreaking not being able to be on the field and be part of that uh, semi-final against New Zealand? Yeah, it was it was tough. But um, as you say, at the same time, I was obviously really, really pleased to be back playing for England. I went, I think I went five years in between appearances or four and a half years. So it's a long time. Um, and at the start of last year, so this time last year, I was I was in a back brace with a stress fracture and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wasn't looking too far ahead. So, um, yeah, look, I've, I've had a really good winter. Um, you know, my back's feeling good, touch wood. And, yeah, had a really good summer back home in the Blast. We won won the first year of the hundred, which was great. And um, yeah, then yeah, kind of went straight into the World Cup. And yeah, to miss to miss that semi final was was tough. It was only a minor injury, but I obviously wasn't wasn't right to to play. Um, it was obviously against against your guys over there. It was mm. um, yeah, it was, it was it was it was tough watching. I'm sure Mitch could could um, testify the the fact that, you know, being sat on the bench and watching your teammates go out there and not being able to do anything is, is it's a tough place to be. And so I, I struggled a little bit with that and it was obviously very disappointing. But from there, I kind of got straight back into cricket. I played the T10 out in Abu Dhabi after that and my team my team won that, which was great. Then we won the Big Bash, as you say, with the Scorchers. So I've had um, a little bit of silverware this winter, which is which is always nice. And yeah, but now I'm enjoying some time home. I've got a little bit of time home, so I've got a young family. So um, just uh, just being dad for a little bit now, which is great. That's wicked. Yeah, you're right. I am one of the all-time best uh, bench um, cricketers in the T20 circuit tomorrow. <laughs> thanks, thanks for uh, alluding to that. Um, <laughs> mate, uh, just quickly want to touch on the Big Bash. Um, you, you spent some time, um, obviously your performances were outstanding. Um, anyone who watched it would have been so impressed how you came back, came into that side and kept that momentum going. Colin Munro. Mate, honestly, is he just in the best form of his life? He's been great in the past, but he just looks outstanding at the minute. Yeah, and I'm sure you guys are well aware. He went straight into the PSL, wasn't he? And he, he whacked a, what, a 17 or 50, I think, in the first couple of games over there. Um, yeah, no, like we all know Munners, as you say. Uh, I think I heard you mention earlier, obviously, we, we all play together at, at the Aces. And that was my first um, kind of interaction with Mullers. And obviously the grounds in New Zealand often aren't big enough for, for guys like him. But um, yeah, he was brilliant in, in, in the big bash. He, he changed roles a little bit as well, which is always uh, good to see players being able to adapt. He's obviously used to normally opening up, but he kind of settled in at number four. Uh, got himself 100 and a couple of other 50s as well. So um, yeah, we just, look, that Scorcher side was loaded. Um, we had, you know, being honest, we probably had the best side in the competition. So it's always nice when you kind of live up to your your potential. Um, and Munners was was definitely a key part of that. And Tamal, he's not um, being uh, considered at the moment for the Black Caps, which I think is a surprise to a few of us, uh, given the form that he's been in. But uh, I mean, when it comes to England, you don't mind selecting a South African, and you could probably do with a few batsmen at the moment, mate. You reckon? <laughs> you reckon he could get into the England side as it stands? <laughs> Not a Munner's age. Who's the first one to say he's pushing it a bit, a bit now? He's what mid thirties, but um, no, I'm, I'm only kidding. Munner's would obviously be a great addition to to any side, but um, yeah, I think 
just just chatting to him and hearing what he's saying around the group. He's he's kind of at, he's at peace with it. He's at um you know he he's kind of got over the fact now that he's probably played his last game for for New Zealand, which is certainly a shame for those of us that that have watched him play or played with him. Um, but yeah, I think he's I think he's at peace with it now and he's enjoying doing the doing the franchise stuff. Um, Tamal, you you like us? We were talking about you've had a great run. There's an IPL auction on the horizon. Um, I know you'll be targeting that to get back to um, playing in the IPL, particularly after your first tenure there, where you you got picked up for two point four million NZ. We're talking NZ dollars, what one point four million pounds? Uh, phenomenal uh, figure. Um, I just want to touch on because Kyle Jameson's pulled out of the auction. Um, he's he's not going to go. I, I just want to know from you, and I've never asked you this question, how much additional pressure was on you being on that amount of money? Um, just kind of liken it to the pressure that Kyle Jameson might have been under um, just for our listeners out there. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think I, I was lucky, so this might sound strange. So when that, that was five years ago now, so I was 24. 324 however old I was and I was probably a bit naive to it I kind of didn't um, really get the magnitude of it if, if that makes sense mm. I kind of just went over there and to, to be fair Dan Vittori was the head coach and Trent Woodhill Australian was an assist was the assistant coach and one of the first things they did when I flew over to Bangalore was take me for a beer and pretty much tell me uh, told me to, to kind of remove that side of my of my thinking and say look genuinely don't worry about the money don't worry about the price tag um you know we, we identified you as the player we wanted and you know whether we paid 100 grand 400 grand or whatever it was you know we were, we were going to take you and um not to worry about the money and we, we were lucky at rcb as well um again mitch will know this so the ipl is very different from team to team in terms of ownership and involvement uh, RCB is owned by a, a company as such, so there isn't kind of a, a family or a, or a figurehead that's always in and around. So there wasn't really any pressure from you know an owner or people above me, which is which is which was nice. So um, yeah, look, that that still didn't go as well as I wanted it to for sure. I got injured after I think four or five games, and I just never really kind of was able to live up to that that price tag. Obviously, and unfortunately, I haven't, I haven't been picked since. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed, as you say, auction's coming up this weekend and, and, and fingers crossed I can get back out there and, and hopefully give a better account of myself. Oh, I'm almost certain you will, Tamal. You, you look like you're in career best form, mate, in the last couple of years. You've done all the hard yards. Um, I, I do want to touch on Jason Gillespie in a, in a moment, and we'll come back to that. But just while we're on that, you've been through such a tough period over the last, like you say, five years probably um, in some fantastic form now. Is there anything you, any quote or, or any advice you got from anyone to kind of get you through those tough times? Because a lot of people in your situation would have probably given up with the amount of back injuries that you've had. Yeah, as you say, it's been a tough, tough ride. A lot of kind of, I've had back-to-back stress fractures the two winters before this year, and it was a little bit do or die. Yeah, if, if that fracture kind of reopened again, we were kind of struggling a little bit. Um, I, I wouldn't say I've had any really strong advice. I think it's just kind of having a good support network around you. Um, you know, my wife, my, you know, my close friends, I've got a really good coach at Sussex, uh, James Kirtley, who I work closely with, who's, um, he, he got really stuck into looking at footage and my action and things like, you know, comparing that, you know, last season to the season before, to the season before that, to see if I got into any bad habits and, hmm. and those type of things, um, which is really important. We actually did, we identified a few things that he noticed. He said I was doing all small things, but some things I wasn't doing, 
yeah, two years previous before I had these back injuries and, you know, it was, we looked at it, okay, is there anything we can just, just alter there to maybe take a little bit of stress off your back and what we're doing in the gym, running wise, et cetera, et cetera. So there's um, a lot of people that you need to trust when you're going through hard times as a, as a professional sportsman. Um, but ultimately, I've, this um, you've got two choices, haven't you? You either, you either get on with it and you do what you've got to do or, or you retire. And I, I don't want to retire from playing cricket. So I, you know, I, I I suck it up and I, I do what I have to do. And you, ultimately, you're kind of hoping for the best in, in a little bit, as long as you give yourself the best chance to um, succeed and to, to stay on the park. And you, can, you, can, you can't do too much more. If you look at it that simply, I think mm. you always come out on, on a certain side of it. Tamal, did that mean, did they make a decision for you to become a white ball specialist then? I mean, is it the loading of red ball cricket, you take that out and that helps you lengthen your career? Yeah, pretty much. So that decision was made for me when I was young. So uh, I won't go into it because it's a very long story, but I had I had different back issues when I was younger. So I was 22, I think, and I was pretty much presented with two, uh, well, three options. One was retire because uh, of the problems you're having. One was, okay, we'll try and get back playing four-day cricket and see if it gets better. Or the other was try and try to begin with, just play T20 cricket and see if, obviously, physically bowling less um kind of reduces the the problems that I was having with my with my back when I was younger and again touch wood since since I've only played T20 cricket I haven't had those kind of more severe problems um that aren't stress fracture related since I only played T20 cricket so that that decision was made for me in, in that regard and I'm mm. obviously very glad I did that but but also once I started becoming I found once I started playing T20 cricket only my 2020 cricket development accelerated because all I was thinking about was teaching cricket I wasn't having to worry about a four-day game and hitting line and length and swinging the ball yeah. swinging the ball and bowling coming back from my third spell you know all those things I, I was literally only thinking and only training and only preparing myself for mm. t20 cricket so I found that from that moment I, I just got a lot better as a t20 bowler so you could say it was kind of the best thing that, that mm. happened to me at the time even though it, it didn't feel that way for sure yeah, true. Uh, anyone wants to just know a little bit more about Tamal Mills, if you haven't watched him bowl, go and, go and watch a Yorker against Chris Gale. Um, absolutely outstanding. Uh, one of the quickest, fastest Yorkers. Get it get it up, Ricardo. Get it up, mate. It's absolutely uh, phenomenal. Uh, I just want to touch on, you've got James as your coach in Sussex now. Uh, you would have spent some time with Jason Gillespie. His name's been thrown in the hat um, for the Australian coach. And, and interestingly enough, Justin Langer for the English coach. Uh, how do you think Dizzy would go if he was to be named as the Australian coach? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, as you say, I've, I've, I was in and around, also I was in Australia, and in, you hear stuff about what the players think of Langer and stuff and, and things like that. I, I don't know Langer myself at all. But um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting, as you say, I played under, under Dizzy for a couple of years at Sussex. He has a, a quite laid back management style, you say. He's not kind of your. your kind of in your face hands-on coach that's you know kind of doing all the side arming taking the mitt you know running the boys ragged those type of things he's, I guess he's a bit more of a delegator as such um yeah, I, first of all I don't, I'm, I'm sure he'd love the job I obviously haven't spoken to him really since since he left Sussex so um uh, he's obviously pretty settled in South Australia as the head coach mm. there I know his family are there but you know I'm sure if if, if the big job comes calling it'd be a, it'd be a difficult one to turn down I'm sure 
Yeah, and you, and you've got a you've got a few uh, guys who are pretty keen on giving their opinion uh, on what's going on in the county scene at Sussex. You know, your mm. Chris Nashes and Righty's chiming in there as well. Uh, what's the, what's the general chat uh, from the fellas? You know, off off the field or around what's going on in county cricket. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, obviously, with the, with the Ashes defeat, a lot of um, is being a lot has been spoken about the county game, especially with regards to to batting, and that it's difficult. And there's no right answer ultimately. And it's ultimately we have 18 professional teams all trying to to win games. So that's one. Your, your competition is diluted because you look in Australia, New Zealand, you have what six six states or or whatever it yeah, is yeah, playing six. against each other. So um, it's obviously more diluted in England and each team needs to try and win games and also try and uh, produce players to play for England so um, uh, a move was made to move white ball cricket to the middle of the summer to make sure we get good crowds and to help the white ball side and now they're trying to get a few more red ball games in the middle of the summer Um, we do play a lot of cricket in England I don't obviously only play in T20 stuff but the guys that play all formats it's, it's, it's hard work if you play 14 four-day games, 14 group games in the blast. If you have 100 contracts, that's another eight uh, group games for that. And then obviously you've got knockouts and finals after that. So it, it is a lot of cricket and guys, especially bowlers, you can't realistically play every game. And, and to be honest, a lot of guys can't give their all for all of those games as well. You have to try and get yourself through a season. You have to try and hold yourself back. And, and often bowling fast isn't rewarded in, in England, especially at the start of the year when the pitches are soft. There's been a lot of rain around, as we know, as, as, as you guys know, in England. Um, so no, it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, and obviously that obviously the bowling has an effect on the batting as well. You're not facing. Um, I was actually probably a good, good example of that when I was young and I was playing four-day cricket. I'd struggle because you know, I wasn't as consistent. I'd, I'd run in. I'd just try and bowl as fast as I can. I'd sometimes bowl too short. And on English pitches, that was you know that was cannon fodder. Whereas you know, we had we had Jesse Ryder come and play for us for a couple of seasons at, at Essex, who didn't really bowl anywhere else, but he was one of the leading wicket takers in the country for for the year or so that Jesse came and played for us at Chelmsford. And we had Dave Masters at the other end, who didn't bowl any quicker, and he was one of the best bowlers in England. So um, as a result, I obviously didn't play a lot because the other guys were more effective. And you can't blame counties for playing their most effective bowlers, even if those players are never going to be your England players. So mm. this, uh, it's, it, it, there's so much to talk yeah. about, and it's, you know, Great point. Say, it, is, it is being talked about a lot. <laughs> yeah, Tamal, I was thinking about, you know, you mentioned Jesse there, but I was thinking about Matt Henry. You know, Matt Henry went up to and played some county cricket yep. um, and uh, t- absolutely tore it up, but can't get in the black caps. You know, it was uh, a few years back now, but, you know, you used to be yeah. have to be the best of the best to get a county contract. You know, I mean, you know, it was only Sir Richard Hadley, I think, out in New Zealand that ever played county cricket for, for quite some period of time. Uh, do you think, given... The, the amount of cricket that, that England play or England players play, uh, it needs a rejig. I mean, I was looking at it thinking, you know, the way the hundred worked in terms of it being a franchise thing, that could if they if they put the four day teams into those franchises, it actually could work better for England. It's slightly less games, but you would have uh, higher quality games. You know, so you'd be there'd be less cannon fodder if you like. Do you think that's something they need to look at? Oh no, no! I'm, I'm not going to give you a nice juicy quote saying, "Yeah, you got to, you got to sack off half the." Hey, we're not like we're not like we're not like the English uh, media, mate. <laughs> we're not like the English this, media. This, this isn't the sun, mate. It's not the sun radio. <laughs> we're chilled down here, brother. We're chilled. But no, you you, know, you are correct. Obviously, the less 
players playing cricket, the better the standard is that of, of those that are playing cricket. And you're right in the hundred this year. Um, obviously, that was kind of the best of the best in terms of English players playing in the game. Um, I, I think just to start with, but also, look, there's, there's, there's employment laws, all that stuff that comes into hmm. you know if you're just trimming jobs and counties and you know all that type of stuff that's well, well above my head. But I think even uh, there might be a financial imp- um, implication, but just just trimming the games down a little bit would, would give the whole season that people say like a bit more room to breathe so the pitches have more chance to be prepared the players have more chance to be prepared and rested mm. as i said earlier so they're not burning out like, as you say if, if you cut down 14 games to 10 games for example in 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 championship cricket and in t20 blast cricket that that opens maybe up good. maybe a month of the, yeah, of the season where as I say, the groundsmen have chance to prepare proper wickets. They're not having to turn around a pitch within a couple of days, and then it, they actually have to leave it green, and it's a bit soft. And as you say, the players can actually have a week between the game, and so then they're actually coming into it fresh. So um, yeah, those those little things are something that that I'd maybe look at, and just trying to give the schedule that that little bit more to to breathe um, and, and hopefully produce a better product on, on the field. Yeah, too right. Um, we're just looking at the screen. The Pro Bowl's about to start, mate. I know you're a Raiders fan. We've got a lot of Raiders yeah. fans within this within this group, Ricardo and myself and, and Kieran behind uh, the producers who you spoke to before, who's unfortunately a Liverpool oh, supporter. Um, mate, uh, obviously not the season ending that we would have liked, but um, decent enough. You know, good signs for next yeah. year. You must be stoked. Yeah, hundred. Like, I'm a big NFL fan. It's on at a great time over here in England as well. It's Sunday, so my missus pretty much knows Sunday six p.m. I'm, you know, see you tomorrow. It's one of those I'm, I'm booked in, 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 in the TV room for the rest of the night watching the watching the NFL. Um, but yeah, as you say, we made the playoffs when, uh, to be honest, halfway through the season when the coach left and you know, obviously more, some of the more high profile players got involved in some pretty pretty battlefield <laughs> stuff, um, and it was all looking a bit. A bit of a mess um, but yeah look they managed to get through to the playoffs which ultimately is, is the goal of most teams uh, at the start of the year and I don't claim to know everything about the sport but the the new head coach McDaniels comes highly praised and the people that he's bringing in with him and, and all those good things so look, I'm, I'm excited for next year and look, as soon as the, I'm going to a big Super Bowl party back over, over here next weekend with a, with a group of my mates um, so I'm looking forward to that and then Look forward to the draft, and I just I just wish the season was longer. It's a short season, isn't it? It's over already. Yeah. And you got to wait until you got to wait until September to get going again. Yeah, indeed. Hey, Tamal, thanks very much for coming on, mate. It's uh, great to have a chat to you. And uh, that ball against Chris Gale, superb, superb. I've just watched it, <laughs> superb, mate. Well done. Cheers. Go well, and uh, fingers crossed you can get a few more years out of that back of yours, eh? Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Any side. Thanks for having me on, and um, yeah, take it easy. Speak to you soon. This is the Summer Breakfast. Mitch McClendon and Ricardo Ball with you. We'll be back shortly here on SENZ.